still, and we're like crazy in love. So, and he goes, oh, cool. Well, maybe I'll see you around. And Kelly goes, it's a small office. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice on her desk? What? She had her little nameplate from the first Christmas party. Yes, I did see that with the flower. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so cute. I did too. Dwight's going to apologize to Phyllis for telling her she should get liposuction on her own dime. He says, I'm going to make it up to you. I have a sale, but it requires two people. Mm-hmm. Will you go with me? Big sale. Oh, yeah. It's a sure thing. Yeah. I'll give you 40%. I'll split it with you 60-40. He says he'll drive. She's like, all right. And then, of course, Kelly needs to have this really odd forced makeout session with Daryl in front of Ryan mm-hmm. on purpose. But I want you to know, Jenna, at 26 minutes, 12 seconds, you get a really good shot of Ryan's, like his phone, earpiece, headset thingy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. According to Randy Cordray, our line producer, there was a lengthy discussion about which ear headset Ryan should use. He said Phil Shea like brought over a tray. He said it looked like 12 to 20. <laughs> like That sounds right. Right? Different versions for them to pick out. That sounds about right. Yeah. They picked a real douchey one. So good job, guys. <laughs> Let's go to the break room. Jim is having lunch with Michael and Holly. Two things here. Mm-hmm. Continuity catch. I don't know if you noticed, but Michael suddenly does not have a goatee. Oh, yes. They were having issues keeping track. And also, there are a lot of fruit flies in the vending machine. Well, lady, I think it's time for a fruit fly breakdown. Oh, please. Angela, we got a lot of mail about the fruit flies. Hit me with your questions because I have some answers. People wanted to know if they were real. Were they CGI? I remember Gene Stupnitsky told me they were real and they even had a fruit fly wrangler. They were real. Let me tell you everything I learned about them in the DVD commentary. First of all, this whole bit cost thousands of dollars. (laughs) All right. These fruit flies were from the Florida fruit fly growers, and they were bred specifically for this episode. These type of fruit flies are a sterile type of fruit fly, and they are bred for Florida citrus farms. According to Kelly Cantley, they have a very specific breeding cycle So they had to schedule the fruit flies to be released on a specific day. And Randy, Randy said we had fruit flies for weeks. I remember them. I do too. We'd go in the break room and there would still be a few buzzing around. Yeah, I guess even though they couldn't mate, Mm -hmm. a lot of them, they really lived beyond their life cycle. Yeah. In addition to these fruit flies breeding schedule that we had to plan around, Mm -hmm. Jenna, Phil Shea had to time out rotting fruit over the course of eight weeks. Oh, my gosh. This fruit had to go through stages of rotting. He had a table set up on our soundstage full of fruit and different stages of rotting for this scene. Lady, I was just about to say that. As you said that, a memory came flooding back into my head of this giant long table where he had created little squares out of tape. Yeah. And each square had a different piece of fruit in it in different stages of rot. Yes. All for this one gag. That is like on camera for like two seconds. I know. Again, like some little throwaway line in the script created all of this production. Mm -hmm. Florida fruit fly growers. Rotted fruit. 
fruit fly wranglers. Incredible. Shifting gears here, over at Pratt, Pam is in the hallway between classes. She's palling around with her new school friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Alex, played by Rich Summer, is making some jokes. Mm-hmm. Jim calls. Pam says, I'm going to call you back because I made some friends. Okay. They were trying to make everybody mad. They were trying to make people feel like this art school thing might drive a wedge between Jim and Pam. Now, see, I wasn't worried yet. As I rewatch it, I'm not worried yet. I'm happy that she's making friends. I am, too. I do want to say, Pam, what the F with your earrings. This is sassy college Pam. She's got her updo ponytail. Did you look at the earrings, though? They're like these purple roses. I mean, has this woman never dressed casually? I don't know. I feel like I'm celebrating Pam in this moment. You're really judging her whole outfit. I guess, you know, you don't have to be too worried about Pam attracting other men with those earrings on. Oh, stop. I don't know. She looked cute. I have to take us back to the bullpen because at 27 minutes, 13 seconds, one of the best scenes of this episode is Phyllis storming in. She is ticked off. Gene Stepnitsky said this is his favorite scene of the episode. I loved it so much. I mean, Dwight drives Phyllis to an abandoned warehouse five miles away and kicks her out of the car. Yeah, he took her money and her phone. And so she had to walk back. And Dwight says, I bet you burned about a thousand calories. Phyllis is not having it. I think pissed off Phyllis is my favorite Phyllis. It's such a hard call because pissed off Phyllis is so great. But I do also love like emotionally wounded Phyllis. Like the whole thing that went down with Sue Grafton. Oh, gosh. Yes. At the Steamtown Mall. Sue Grafton. That was so good, too. (laughs) Week six of the weigh-in. There is no weigh-in this week. Holly instead reads an official statement from corporate. They're just concerned. You know, this was supposed to be about health and wellness, and they need to make sure that everyone knows the point of this, like, health kick. In case the memo wasn't enough, Michael's going to try to help explain it. Oh, yeah. Michael wants to bring it on home with one of his characters. This is how you get people's attention, remember? As a little kid, Hoot the Owl came to his elementary school. If you want to get through to someone, you dress up as a character. So enter Michael Klump. Yep. We had a fan question, Angela, from Grain L. When Michael says he's wearing his sumo suit from Beach Games, was Steve actually wearing his sumo suit underneath his clothes? No. So here's the deal. Alicia, our wardrobe designer, was actually part of the DVD commentary And she said they weren't able to use the sumo suit. Mm. They had to buy a special type of suit that went under the sports jacket and pants. And Steve actually had to have two pretty thorough fittings for this whole thing to happen. Wow. I bet Steve got hot. I wonder if they used his air-conditioned vest that you told us about last week. His cooling vest. Yeah. Probably. Well, Michael is leading this whole meeting where he wants to celebrate people's body image, no matter what you look like. And during this meeting, he looks over and he notices that Ryan has shaved his goatee. Yeah. And he's like, Ryan, did you shave your goatee? And Ryan's like, yeah, I did. Well, now all the goatees are going to come off. Well, yeah. You know, Michael is trying to get everyone to celebrate how their bodies are different but beautiful. And Michael kneels down to talk to Kelly. 
you guys, 31 minutes, 21 seconds, Mindy is doing her classic covering her mouth so you can't see her starting to break. I noticed it too. I noticed it right away. Michael makes Kelly stand up. He wants everyone to look at her and tell her how great she looks. Ryan says she's perfect. Meredith likes her fingernails. Phyllis likes her dress. And Creed says she has a hell of an ass. Yeah. And Kelly's like, what else? (laughs) I wasn't there. I was at art school. Yeah. It was such a bummer. There were a lot of things that I missed. Mm -hmm. These were the classic conference room scenes when you guys would be stuck in there for a whole day, maybe two. Oh, yes. We got pretty punchy in there. But one of my favorite talking heads is Phyllis saying she wonders what people would like about her. Probably her jugs. Mm, Maybe so. Speaking of art school, Pam's in class (gasps) and Alex is making her giggle. Flirty flirt. They even get in trouble. Well, I have a little fun fact. If you listen closely, you can hear her art school professor saying this. Some blame it on the new air conditioning system. This is what he's talking about. There are these paintings in France called the Lascaux paintings, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. They are ancient cave paintings, and they have just faced incredible disturbance since their discovery because they have tourists come through, like, Upwards of like 1,200 tourists a day. They put in air conditioning in this cave. They put in lighting systems to make viewing these paintings more enjoyable. But as a result, lichens, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but whatever lichens are, right, and crystals, they start to appear on the walls in the late 1950s. And they had to close down these caves to preserve what was left of the sacred paintings. So when he says, some blame it on the new air conditioning system, he's talking about these cave paintings in France. Well, that was a lot of good information. I just think it's really cool that our writers, Mm -hmm. someone is very, very smart Mm -hmm. on our writing staff. Yeah. Was it Gene? Was it Lee? Was it someone else? I don't know. Maybe it was Paul Lieberstein because we know he's quite the world traveler Mm -hmm. and likes art. Someone did a little digging and planted a little seed there. Yeah. Well, this scene in juxtaposition to Jim's talking head got people fired up because here's Pam laughing in art class with Alex. And then there's a Jim talking head. He says, summer's going great. Just listen to Michael Klump for two hours. Convinced I have an ulcer. And my girlfriend lives in New York and I haven't seen her in 10 days. Hmm. So people were not happy with Pam when this episode aired. I remember. I have a lot to say. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> well, I just want to say that when Pam went to art school for only three months, when she was not yet married and didn't have children, people came down real hard on her because of Jim's feelings. Then when Jim invested in a business without telling Pam and left his family and left Pam alone to care for their two children while he chased his dreams, people came down on Pam again for not being supportive enough of Jim. So in both of these instances, I just want to say, I noticed a lot of hate for Pam. Do I want to call it sexist? I do. (laughs) I do. Oh my gosh. I just want to say that Pam faced a lot of scrutiny as a character, I think because she was a woman, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that river runs deep. It runs deep and it's going to run long into some future seasons. Okay. Should we take a break? 
We should, because when we come back, we're going to have a weather breakdown. A weather breakdown? I can't wait. (laughs) Well, we are back and it is pouring rain. There is a black screen with the words week seven, August 11th, and you can just hear the rain. Now it's time for the weigh-in. Everyone's in the warehouse. The huge warehouse door is open, and it's just coming down. Mm, I wonder why it needed to rain. I wonder why we needed to establish a big rainstorm, huh? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in a little bit. Well, this was fake rain. And yes, this was thought out. They wanted to establish this big rainstorm outside of the windows of our set in the bullpen where normally there would be the big backdrops, right, Jenna? Yep. They brought in those rain panels that you told us about. Oh, because we had an episode where Michael couldn't get the top up on his convertible, Mm -hmm. and then it rained inside the car. That's right. So they brought back in those big window panes that they were able to sort of recycle water through so it looked like raining. And you're going to see it in the backdrop of several scenes that just help keep reinforcing that it is a rainy day out. The one thing I will tell you is that sometimes with this rain, like outside the warehouse, they would have to adjust that for the sound department and editing, but they said it sounded real, so the sound department didn't have to edit out the fake rain. Huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Also, if you're keeping track, remember Kelly Cantley in last week's episode gave us a list of things to keep track of. We are now two guys, no goatee, one guy goatee. Michael and Ryan, no goatee. Dwight with a goatee. That's right. They're also having their week seven weigh-in. And this is when Holly says she hasn't heard from her yoga teacher date in like three days. Yeah. She had even bought tickets to the Counting Crows for that night. And she doesn't know, like, is he going to show? Is he going to call? Yeah. Hmm. And Daryl announces that they've lost four pounds. Four pounds. Meanwhile, back in the bullpen, Jim and Pam, they're chatting on IM. They're trying to figure out when can they see each other. Jim has a conflict with his nephew's ball game. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know. Jim says, why don't you meet me for lunch? Yeah, kind of spontaneous. We'll meet meet in the middle. Yeah, meet halfway. Let's meet at the rest stop. That's halfway between New York and Scranton. When this whole time, Dwight thinks Jim is talking about him, Mm -hmm. right, that he's up to something. And Pam IMs Jim and says, oh, by the way, finish my summer project. And Jim clicks on it, and guess what's there? A picture of Dwight. It is an ASCII portrait, mm-hmm. which stands for American Standard Code for Information Interchange, which is a character encoding standard for electronic communication. ASCII codes represent text and computers, telecommunication equipment, and other devices. Well, guess who has a copy of it? Who? Joya. And she sent it to me. Oh, my gosh. So I have Pam's ASCII portrait of Dwight. I'll put it in our stories. I love that. Well, I like it because it shows that Pam is learning things in school. Mm-hmm. She's not just flirting. <laughs> no, she's not, everyone. <laughs> and she's wearing, taking it seriously. She's putting on her purple flower earrings and marching her ponytail into class. Holly goes in to talk to Michael, and she wants him to know that... They have lost to Utica by only eight pounds. Mm -hmm. And Michael's like, wait a second. We have to the end of the day. Maybe if they really go for it, they crank up the heat. They're going to wear trash bags. Maybe they can get there. 
Well, Andy's into it immediately. He puts on his trash bags. He says he does not lose competitions. He 